Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. And you're going to want to follow us and give us that five-star review and, and, and all of that right now. Do it, do it, do it. And everyone, please read the MMA scoring criteria. That's what this show is based on. You can find it at abcboxing.com. Dan, first off, before we even get into this, I just want to say how much of a pleasure it was to watch these fights live yeah. with you. It was a it was a great time. We had a we had an awesome night, I think. Now when I say live, I don't mean we flew to Singapore. We were not there. We were we were in our little hidey hole in New Jersey mm-hmm. um at a at a Buffalo Wild Wings, which lied to me <laughs> on their menu about the chocolate cake that I ordered for myself. Menu says it's got Vanilla ice cream with it. Comes out, no vanilla ice cream. Ask waitress, hey, where's the vanilla ice cream? I was more polite than that. Uh, and uh, they're like, yeah, it's extra. And now I'm less polite. And I say, no, it's not. It's on the menu. They're like, oh, no, it's it's changed. And I'm like, well, you didn't tell me that when I ordered it. <laughs> Just pointed at the menu for a while. I'm like, I, oh, <laughs> dude, I, I really, I had a hard time getting over it. And, and, you know, Dan could even corroborate this, too. And I, I even said to him, like, I really I want to watch the fights, but I also really want to call the manager over and talk about this because it just doesn't make any sense. Like your menu says one thing you're telling me another, but only after I have ordered this food. Yeah, it was not not good. Not was, good. It was it was kind of funny from my perspective. Oh, I'm sure you were having a blast. With, dude, dude, I'd be <laughs> laughing, too. If it, was, if it was the other way around, I'd be laughing at me, too. Really? But and, and it's funny, like it is funny. I, I I can say that right now. I wasn't like mad, mad. I was like, it would have been different if she was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry, I forgot we changed it." I know that's and, the thing. There was no contrition, right? Yeah. She just didn't seem to care. It's not like she was overloaded. Yeah, she's like, "Oh no, we don't do that no more." I'm <laughs> I'm sympathetic to the service industry. I've never worked in the food service industry. My wife does. She works for Starbucks. She's been doing this for just about 16 years now. So. You know, I, I am sympathetic to that industry and, and you know, waitresses who work for tips and all that kind of thing and, and, and all that. But it's just what you can't just give me the courtesy when I order it and be like, oh, you know, it doesn't come with the ice cream now. It's extra because then I might decide differently. I might make a different choice or I might just say, ah, all right, sure. And then we're fine. Everything's fine. Then communication is key out there. The dear listeners, if you take nothing away from this. <laughs> communication is key. Also, take away what we say about the uh, the scoring of the fights. Because that's yeah. that's a big part of the show, ain't it? That is quite a big part. Yeah. yeah enough. Enough about cake. Enough about me. You know, whine about cake. Mm. Let's talk about um, some awesome, awesome, awesome fights that we got to watch together. There was a, this was a really good card, uh, with, especially at the top. But yeah, it, there was a lot of fights. I was like, oh, that's that's fight of the night. Wait, and then it just got better and better. And then the main event, obviously, that's fight of the night. I mean, that's fight of the year. Yeah, I was gonna say that, that was my so, question. Is it fight of the year? Yeah, I'm 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 not holding off judgment on that fight of the year. I mean, we can, of course, see what else comes along. As of now, it is fight of the year. I don't yeah. think it's fair to just close the book on it, but absolutely. No. I think right now, without a shadow of a doubt, that was a fight. That's a memorable fight. That's a fight we're going to be talking about in years from now. I don't I don't want to say, is it a GOAT-level fight? Is it the greatest uh, you know, light heavyweight fight of all time? You know, I had those thoughts. We kind of, you know, mused about it on, you know, out loud yesterday. But, like, I don't, I'm just not ready to go there right now. Mm-hmm. We're too snap in MMA. We're too snap judgment, right? But it it's definitely a memorable fight. It's one I'm going to think about for years to come, I think. 
And I oh, think yeah, that you, says a lot. You you said mid mid fight during one of the momentum shifts, one way or the other. There was plenty of them. I I think we're watching a Rocky fight. Well, yeah. It felt, well, it also felt like that in the sense that it was like uh, just a lot of heavy damage landing, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, no one said there were super winging punches like level of Rocky, but you know, not that far off. It, <laughs> it was, was just it was just wild. It was a wild experience, and that's the, it was an experience yeah, too. It was, it was like watching this was an experience, and not just like oh, it's another fight, you know? Yeah, really great fight with a really shocking way it ended. Yeah, I mean, so, uh, as 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 we all know, Glover Teixeira uh, lost his title. Yuri Prohaska is the new champion. Um, he uh, was down on the cards. Yuri was going into the uh, fifth round. He was down one point on one card, two points on another, and it was tied on a third. So, realistically, barring a ten eight, which yeah could happen, uh, we're we're looking at at best for him a draw if it gets to the cards, and more likely. Uh, it would have been a loss for Teixeira or, or a loss for Prohaska, especially because up until, like, let's say 40 seconds to go in that fight, that was all it Teixeira still looked like Teixeira round. was going to win that fight. He he took over the striking in that round. He was he, did. he was early too. big shots in mm-hmm. the fifth round. And mm-hmm. Like you said, you know, 40 seconds, everything changed. I would have to think that. Any any judge, any reasonable judge, and we had reasonable judges on this one. We'll, we'll talk about whether we had reasonable judges yeah. later on um, for other fights. But this one, we had we had a really solid crew here. Uh, the, the judges, I'll, I'll shout them out right now. Ben Cartledge, uh, Mike Bell, and Clemens Werner. I think this is a fantastic judging trio. I think it was great that they were a part of this fight to score this fight if necessary. They didn't quite be, they weren't quite needed, but I think... It's it's just it's so great when we see, especially you know, a mix of top American judges and top European judges getting to all kind of meld into one, and and you can still see, even though they judge fights in different parts of the world, they're they're still relatively on the same page and in, in coming up with scores that absolutely can be defensible, right? Yeah, yeah. So so credit to them, but again, their their scores weren't needed because Yuri pulled it out. He he did exactly what he needed to do at that point in the fight, which was get the finish. Uh, no hooks gets no the choke hooks. anyway. No need. And uh, what what did I say to you out loud when he gets? Do you remember? Do you remember exactly oh, what I said out loud? Glover's not going to tap to to this with no hooks in. Yeah, <laughs> and the reason I said that is not because no one could tap to that with no hooks, right? But I had so much respect for Glover. Yeah, I had that's... a lot of respect for Glover, and I just figured he and and you know it's, that's not to say I lost respect for him in this sense either. But I just I had this thought in my head. I'm like, he's not gonna, he won't be able to get him with that. Glover's gonna be too savvy. But he yeah. obviously got it in, and and you have to think the uh, accumulation of 24 minutes and 30 seconds of uh, one of the most you know Hell. knockdown drag out fights that we've ever had, especially championship fights. That, it, yeah, look, if it came to a head and he just couldn't fight it off in the way that maybe he would have, you know, 20 minutes earlier, I get it. Makes sense. Yeah, that was quite the fight. Instant classic. Absolutely. Instant classic, I think we could at least call it that. Like, that's yeah. that's easy. It's an instant classic. Or as you have on our, our little outline here, instant effing classic. Yes. Three exclamations, all caps. Mm-hmm. Uh, or is, or is, is it effing or fin? Effing. Effing, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I mean, we could we could obviously go on and on about that fight, but you know, we do want to get yeah. Everyone to... else, I mean, everyone else, and and is going to talk about fight IQ and all that stuff. We're just going to appreciate that fight as as for what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I, I, you know, you're right. Fight IQ. You could talk about that. You could talk about holes in the game. 
I, you know, we're, we know they're there. It doesn't matter. We had fun watching that fight. I think, I think that's okay to do, especially mm-hmm. on a, a show like ours where we, we focus so much on the minutia of how you yeah. score around and that kind of thing. Sometimes it's great to just let go mm-hmm. and enjoy. And I think we did that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's move on. At least we got a couple more, you know, little topics to get into before we get into contested rounds and, and the scores of the rounds, two of which did come from that fight. Uh, we do have to get to, and this one will certainly be a part of contested rounds too, but Tyler Santos uh, g- giving Valentina Shevchenko her toughest challenge at 125 pounds, right? Yeah, she really, she she took it to her. She 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 did the best she could, and uh, I don't know if she took it to her well, exactly. She, I mean, it's hard yeah. to. I guess I, I guess saying, I'm saying but, it, and it, and it, but not what what uh I mean. I guess she. I think probably what you mean is she definitely pushed her, right? She she yeah. She was, put her in spots that exactly. She put her. She made her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably fair to say. She definitely exceeded all expectations. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, I, there were a lot of people who really. I did think that Shevchenko was going to win the decision, although I thought it was going to be more like a. Uh, kind of like a coasting type of uh, not coasting, but you know, a very clear and, and you know, runaway decision. And it obviously yeah. didn't play out that way, but it did end up in the end going Shevchenko's way. A lot of people are up in arms about this one still. You got you got people who uh very firmly believe that Santos should win. You've got a lot of people who uh feel that absolutely the the Shevchenko decision is a validation of damage over control, you know, and that kind of thing. We'll get into those points uh later on. But real quick before we kind of move on with some of our other topics with this fight the headbutt obviously is the, mm-hmm. the thing that really i think absolutely inarguably changed the complexion of the second half of the fight oh, for sure it, which round was that in again was it three or four three I'm i to, thought yeah, yeah i thought so too um and that was a santos round on all three cards mm-hmm. but after that it was shevchenko was winning those final two rounds I now sh- learned that it, the it broke an sh- orbital mm-hmm I've done that. In fact, oh. it's almost 20 years since I had uh, my orbital surgery. 20 years this month. Wow. I don't know what day. Actually, actually I want to say, I think it was round four, actually. Okay. Yeah, I kind of thought so. Yeah, later in the fight. I had kind of thought so, too. Um, yeah, it, it it absolutely changed the complexion of the fight. Would, would Shevchenko have still won those final two rounds? I mean, you could argue it one way or the other. I tend to think, yes, she probably still would have won because, you know, the the type of game that we're seeing from Santos, I don't think was necessarily affected by mm-hmm. that. I mean, I'm sure she was affected in general, but strategically, I don't know how much it changed the way she fought. I don't know. Mm. It's hard to say. Yeah. It's re- it is very hard to say. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm speculating more than I even really want to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But uh, it's tough. That was obviously a, a and it's not a headbutt. It's an accidental clash of heads. Yeah. To, to get the nomenclature right, correct? Um, do you want to see a rematch? I would see a rematch. Do you want I, to see I, an immediate rematch? Uh, no, because who knows how long Santos is going to be at. So let's get Shevchenko, uh, someone in there to fight. And then if she's still the champ, I think she just, I think she had an off night a little bit. That's what it kind of seems like, too. Yeah, so. but you know what? I mean, just the fact that she was getting taken down like that, I, I you know, we haven't really seen her tested against you know someone with some pretty decent takedowns and i don't know what we thought about santos takedowns before this but i imagine there are women out there who have takedown capabilities that are watching that and be like huh she also said she, she also said she was only 130 she did say she fight. was 130 yeah so that's only five pounds up above i don't know if that's uh typical for her these days or not obviously she used to fight at 35 but i mean she was not very large up there anyway and supposedly she had a a, a foot injury Mm. Uh, all week, so yeah. uh, who knows? You don't but yeah, feet. I'd rather. No see one needs some. feet. 
I'd rather see uh, if if ta- if Santos can heal quickly, which I don't think she can. Uh, it sounds like she needs surgery in Brazil, right? So it could be a while. I Get mean, br- you know, an orbital is you know. I don't know what it is for fight sport, but I'm sure it takes a little bit of time. It's not. I don't think it's like a crazy thing. It's she could still train, you know, grappling and that kind of thing, yeah. and stay in shape. So once they tell her the bone is healed, in theory, she should be good to go to to, yeah. to spar and fight. I don't. I don't know how long it takes. I'm not a doctor. Well, you know me. I want my champs to fight. You do a I lot. Know. I know. So, so you you'd prefer if she can't be ready like really quickly, you would rather just get someone else in there. Get someone in there. If Shevchenko keeps it, then put Santos at the front of the line. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, we got we got a little bit more. I think we got to get into before these contested rounds here, and that, let's go to the the strawway fight, the key strawway fight, which was as Dana White declared earlier in the week, the clear number one contender fight. It was the winner was going to get the title shot against Carlos Barza, and that was definitively Zhang Wei Li against Joanna Jacek here. Uh, wow. I I think I think yeah. she showed. Uh, <laughs> you put this on here, but I I agree, and I think I said it to you yesterday too. I mean the 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 effects of training or the the results of training with Henry Cejudo mm-hmm. starting last year, I think bore fruit here. You you really saw her use that power that I think she already had to gain grappling advantages against the cage and and you know get it down I don't remember if she actually got it down to the ground but she was definitely did she get oh, it down she got it down That's what yeah. I thought. She, yeah she was down I started to doubt time. I started to doubt myself yeah. after I said it. I was like hold up a sec uh was my memory suspect or what um yeah she looked really good in in her wrestling she did I mean so. she was she was winning most moments of that fight this mm-hmm. was not a continuation of the first fight no and I'm not very surprised I kind of thought that way Lee uh, would have outpaced Joanna here just because she, not because Joanna necessarily hadn't been training, but just the fact that she'd been training in a different place where there was a, a distinct opportunity for growth, training with different people, better training partners, that kind of thing. Joanna's been in the same spot. You know, it's she can't help but be stagnant in that point it, to a certain degree. Uh, whereas Wei Li is definitely getting a lot more experiences, newer experiences, different experiences, and, and that could only help. Yeah, she. she... I think it's it's right to make her the next uh, in line. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we didn't even talk about the fact that she got a, a nasty, nasty spinning f- forearm. Yeah, you know it was meant to be a back fist, but the whole forearm lands flush there, just drops Yolanda straight to the mat forward. She lands on her chin too. I was like, jeez, that's brutal. Yeah, that was a nasty knockout. Brutal, brutal <laughs> knockout. I mean. I think I, people have said this, I think, already, but we we might have had the fight of the night and the knockout or fight of the year and the knockout of the year in one night. I don't know if this is it, but it's it's certainly in the conversation. Oh, it's up there. Yeah, It's got to be in the conversation, yeah. um, if nothing else. So it, th- that just speaks to uh, the way that I think this pay-per-view main card delivered. Uh, and, and even the other two fights on the main card, early, the earlier fights with Jake Matthews getting the win uh, over Andre Fialio. He looked so sharp. He looked amazing. He that was... every and I said I think I said this on on social media that there like you watch this fight and you realize mm-hmm. that there's levels to significant strikes because there's you know oh, there's, yeah. there's oh there's that punch that lands yeah he landed the punch I think he landed that punch you're watching Jake Matthews land and he's not landing bombs but the ones he's landing there those are shots those are yeah. significant like, shots ooh. oh my goodness that's yeah. still standing some of them if like a general punch is like a 5 he's landing like like an 8 
Yeah, he, he and he was doing it like consistently. He looked really good. He looked so good. So. I was very impressed, especially because I feel like a lot of what I've seen from Jake Matthews in recent years is kind of the, the get it to the ground, work down there. This was a fight where he really did stand up and he, and he let his hands go, mm-hmm. and, and it paid off. So I was very impressed. And of course, Jack Della Maddalena. He looked good too, mm-hmm. and he's stuck in you know the the uh, Doris or Anaconda, whatever it was, super tight and able to get out of it, and then just tee off on Amiv. Yeah, Ramazan Amiv, and so, I told you this before. I was kind of worried it was going to be a wet blanket fight. Yeah, you know, because that can, sometimes Amiv fights do end up that way. A lot of them do, uh, and and he kept it from going there, so that was nice. Yeah, but well, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. Yes, I think we have to. Right, we've yeah. got. How many contested eight. rounds? We have eight. Okay. Eight. That we're gonna do this in two segments. We're gonna do those the title fights first, and then we're going to go into what Dan has labeled the uh the Anthony Dimitriou edition yes. of contested rounds, because all four of the earlier contested rounds feature Aussie judge Anthony Dimitriou as the out judge. So we'll 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 get to those later. Let's start with these title fights. And I mean we have Dan, you, we we listed Prohaska and Teixeira first, but I think honestly we really ought to yeah, go that's... with Shevchenko and Santos I went because in this is order. this is the one. No, oh, I understand. Yeah. Usually, I'll I'll kind of go in. I'll be like, I'm gonna change the way you do this because I don't like it. Yeah, because you just do bad order. I'm like, no, no, no. We got to do it in a certain way. And I didn't do that this time, and that's on me. <laughs> but I think we're gonna have a lot of people listening to the show that really want to hear what we have to say about Shevchenko and Santos, right? Yeah. And and as we always do, we we kind of stick to just the contested rounds, the ones where the judges disagreed upon. You want to talk about rounds three, four, five? I, I mean, we could talk about it on Twitter a little bit, but but realistically, we feel pretty good about the way those judges scored those rounds and, mm-hmm. and, and everything. So yeah. let's see. If you think... <laughs> what was it? Matthew Wells, uh, who was on our show last time we broke down a pay-per-view, uh, he said he saw some comment earlier Sunday is you know we're talking Sunday that someone said all five rounds should have been for Santos and one of them might have been a 10-8 now I have to think they were joking but uh that's gotta be that, that seems very tongue-in-cheek or trolly yeah, just for the sake <laughs> of trolling but uh, it was it was something to say uh I I, I told uh I, I said to Matt you don't don't subtweet me like I I saw the fight how I saw it Mm-hmm. Uh, but but no, I didn't see it that way. That was. <laughs> but let's go let's go to round one, Dan, because again, this is round one and two are what we're talking about here. So what's happening in round one, and why are we talking about this as a maybe split round? Honestly, I think it's a really close round, at least for the first uh, for the first three minutes and fifteen seconds. It's all Shevchenko, but it's really still not much of actual offense. She lands a good leg kick. She lands a good right hand off a counter. Uh, she she counters with her right hand is what I mean. Uh, then she goes for the double unders as Santos is rushing in and she pushes her against the cage and she lands some knees to the head and body. Nothing nothing huge. Uh, some decent shoulder strikes. She tries for a lateral drop and this is where everything changes. It fails. Santos capitalizes on it, gets on the back and locks in a body triangle and she's making Valentina defend the choke, disrupting the breathing too. Yeah, she's holding. Yeah, she's holding her nose. Not that that's little, effective, but you, but you see that and it's like it, there was that still shot. I think that was circulated around, and it looked like she was like kidnapping her or yeah, something. <laughs> it was just a very interesting look, especially little, for Shevchenko. A little mean, mean technique. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nothing's really getting that close though. She, I mean, she's locking up some like kind of neck cranks, but for a while, Valentina is just on the defensive. She's just trying to prevent herself from being choked. She, there, Santos is going for it. Uh, then Shevchenko decides, she, you know, I'm just gonna start punching from here. And she's landed some good shots here while she has her back taken in, in a body triangle. One in particular looked like it rattled Santos as, you know, both of her arms kind of like just 
kind of flail a little bit and she stops attacking the choke for like a split second. They were really good shots, I think. They more more impactful than than you'd normally see coming from that position. I really don't see a problem scoring it for, but I ultimately scored it for Santos as I thought the grappling was the best offense in the round, but I think it's really close. It's definitely closer than you would think for for a fighter who took the other fighters back, had the body triangle locked in, and was actually trying to get a choke. She didn't actually lock in any real one thing. I mean, there was there was a time where yeah, she like kind of had it over the uh, what the chin kind of and yeah, it's a kind of neck. I'm sure type. I'm sure it wasn't comfortable, and I think you do have to score that in to some degree. Mm. You don't score that as, oh, yeah, she's got the choke sunk in, but it, there's something there, right? There's probably mm-hmm. damage being done. If if it's a neck crank, there's there's damage to that, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think you can ignore that. And, again, a body triangle does score, absolutely does. You talk to, talk to anybody who's grappled, they'll tell you at least a body triangle ain't fun. And you can finish fights with body triangle. I believe it's Damian Maya who did it. I, when I am, when someone takes my back and someone's, I, I defend them letting them get the body triangle more than my neck. Well, because that's not smart it's, either. It's awful. That is not smart either, sir. <laughs> it's not fun to be there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it really comes down. I think this whole round, it really just comes down to how much do you score those back punches that Shevchenko is throwing. It comes down to that for me. I, I agree. I, I do see that. I, I, I mentioned it to you as we were watching the fight. I said, oh, I think that hurt her. Yeah, those punches. I they think they're hurting her because that, that's that's the it looked like she was rattled to me. Sure. So, but you but you didn't score it for I didn't know Shevchenko anyway. I, you still, I still scored thought, it for I Santos. I still thought Santos was better, but I still think it's a really close round. Yeah, I the, arm punches are really tough because like are you are you ever going to finish somebody with those punches? You know, like for, if if you have your back taken, you're in a body triangle, you can't get your hips into it, and you're just throwing punches like that. I'm sure they're a hyper annoyance when they can get some decent velocity to it. And she actually was kind of, she had her body angled a little bit, was able to get a little more into it than if she was just, you know, straight back, right? Mm-hmm. But, well, well, what my my tell was that she stopped attacking the neck first. Like, whoa, I'm getting hit. Here. That is a fact. So, I mean, that, there's a sign of effect there at least, yeah. So, yeah, I I can't fault anyone, uh, least of all Judge Clemens Werner, who scored it for Shevchenko there. Uh, Clemens Werner, who pulled double duty on the title fights. He was the only judge to work mm-hmm. both title fights. And I think that speaks to just how sharp a judge he is, uh, which is true. If you don't uh, follow some of the, the shows that we've talked about in the past where uh, Judge Werner has worked when they've been to like Abu Dhabi uh, and that kind of thing, he is an absolutely superb, sharp judge who we very often agree with and o- almost always finds himself uh, in the majority on scores. Him being the dissenter here, I don't think... St- speaks to any sort of, you know, out of whackness. No, I, I think I think scoring this round for Shevchenko is absolutely defendable. That said, so. I, I saw it like you. I saw it for Santos. Uh, judges Howard Hughes and David Letheby, they saw it for Santos as well. It, it's a tough one. This is a real tough one. I think there's a philosophical thing kind of here. So, you know, the, the criteria is loose enoughly defined that this is a round that I think can probably go either way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's what's more effective, you know, both are effective offense, striking and grappling. It's 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 very tough to figure out which one deserves more there, especially because, again, they're still at their heart. They're still arm punches, mm-hmm. you know, so that's that's round one. What about round two? Oh, uh, well, I mean, this one starts pretty much and then they're almost in the clinch almost immediately. Uh, Santos 
uh, drives uh, Shevchenko into the fence. Shevchenko's hitting her with some punches while while Santos is just kind of holding on against the fence for a while. She throws a few uh, storley knees, no impact. I'll never, laugh. Uh, I'll never laugh at that. Eventually, uh, Santos does drag Shevchenko down with a trip. Uh, it was solid takedown. Uh, but from here, she's not doing anything. Nor does she really even try to do anything outside of a couple pitter-patter attempts at most. Uh, Shevchenko's landing some uh, punches and elbows from the bottom. And what really separates her as the more effective offensive fighter is when Scott started losing his mind in, in the middle of Buffalo <laughs> Wild Wings when she attacks a solid go-go plata, which Scott nearly fell off his seat pretty much. No, no, no. I didn't this... almost fall off my seat. I almost yeah. like smacked a oh, yeah. hole through your back because I'm just sitting he, he there. I'm like, I'm, like I'm watching it with just bated breath, and I'm just smacking him. Like, I'm thinking to myself, it's going to be a go-go plata. There's going to be a go-go plata. Mm-hmm. Like I, and and no, this is not because I was rooting for Shevchenko or against Santos, but I am always going to root for that move. I don't care who you are. You could be my favorite fighter. You could be my mother. I'm gonna root for the Go Go Plata. I love you, mom. You're not listening though. <laughs> but anyway, it was a, it was a really solid submission attempt, and uh, it, obviously Santos gets out. But Santos is doing so little offensively. Herzog actually stands them up. I mean, this is an indication that she's not doing anything. Uh. Then Shevchenko gets a takedown of her own uh, in one of those, you know, typical uh, grab the head, th- toss him over, end up in a scramble. A very WMMA uh, takedown. Yeah. yeah it's, it's like uh, the, the Ronda Rousey legacy. <laughs> she ends up, uh, Shevchenko in the scramble does end up back on her back and has Sandos in her guard. And she, from here, continues to land some elbows and punches for to finish the round. It was like 40 seconds left. Santos did nothing with any of her, of her position. I, I don't. I don't think 10-9 Santos here is a good score. I think 10-9 Shevchenko is the way it should be scored here. I I do have a hard time going uh going for Shev uh, excuse me for Santos in this round. I I just I think when you're looking at the effective offense there, it's it it really is almost one way traffic for Shevchenko. Uh, the, take the choke out of it. Even that, I think you remove the choke. Because if you because who knows how close that Google plot I got, uh, as I sit here and smile, but uh, <laughs> but I I think even that if you just take that out of it, it's it, then you're just looking at okay, what did Santos do from a grappling perspective, right? What did she do? She chilled out and guard through a couple pitter patter strikes that did nothing, and it was just from guard. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. dominant position here. Never, She's, never I, attempted to pass. The the Gogo Plata itself is a very is very much a sign of how not in control she was of that position. Yeah, that I can't stand when they call it control time. Just call it top time. I, it really they should so. just call it top time, which but they don't actually because it technically l- lumps in uh, when they're in control at the cage too. That's if I understand just, right, well, just get rid of the whole stat. I'll hold, either either elaborate on the stat or remove it entirely. It's a stupid stat. Most MMA stats are stupid. I think that's pretty clear. <laughs> They're just super stupid, and they're very hard to track, and we don't even know the methodology behind a lot of it. Um, but yeah, like it, other than other than being in guard right there and maybe landing those pitter patter stuffs, there's just not a whole lot. I think Shevchenko's definitely landing better punches, both standing and on her feet, uh, or excuse me, standing on her feet and uh, being on her back. Even I think absolutely the better offense is there. Then you throw the go go plata attempt in, which again I don't know how close it is, but I think it's a much more effective uh, offensive uh, uh, move or, or attack than anything I mean, it that Santos does. Completely puts it over the top. I think so. Um, and no disrespect to Judge Leatherby, who I have a high opinion of as well, one of the best judges in in England. But uh, I just I don't I I have a much easier time 
today after watching it a second time when I'm not at Buffalo Wild Wings complaining about my ice cream, <laughs> uh, giving this round, because I watched it again, uh, it's very tough for me to give this round to Santos. So, you know, ultimately, I think we have here, and Judges Hughes and Werner were the ones who saw it for Shevchenko here. So um, we ended up with final scores of 49-46, 48-47, and then another 48-47 the other way. I think we got the right winner here. We got the right winner. Because round two, we feel, you and I both feel pretty strongly about as a Shevchenko round rounds four and five we're deferring to the judges and we agree yeah with the judges ourselves that, that these these are three rounds here if you want if you have a very compelling case for why Santos should win round two in particular I I really would love to hear it I'm I'm not you know I'm, I don't want to be like a jerk or anything I'm open to people's you know ideas and interpretations of the scoring uh especially especially judges who once again I have a high opinion of Judge Leatherby, but I just think in this particular situation, Shevchenko was the right score. I think so. I think 49-46 Shevchenko is so much easier, more easily to defend than 48-47 Santos, and people are acting like 49-46 Shevchenko is just laughable. The god-awful yeah. worst score of all time, which I... I, I I don't see that at at all. I do not either. I at, not at all. I I <laughs> what was it? I think uh, it was a uh, Shawnee Sheehan was saying he was mm-hmm. he was closer. He was close <laughs> to giving it fifty forty five. I loved it because he's just he's just rubbing it in everyone's yeah. face. I love that. I think he was just shoving it down I, everyone's face. Uh, maybe a little bit. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like I feel like round three is it, it should be should have been a Santos round. I think I think that was being yeah. fine. So I, yeah, I bet you, maybe I'm, maybe Sean is being serious. Maybe he's just pushing buttons. Either way, I, it's fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm very happy with with the forty eight forty seven Shevchenko. I think that's a pretty solid scorecard yeah. there. Yeah, I think so too. That's that's where I landed on that. Yeah. This was my scorecard live. Mm-hmm. I watched it again, and honestly, I only felt more confident in my my round scores a day later. Right. Sometimes I I'll, I'll waver for one reason or another, and actually we'll, we'll kind of get to that. In this next fight with with uh, Yuri Prohaska getting again the the round five victory thirty eight uh, twenty eight seconds to go rear naked choke without the hooks uh, rounds three and four though before that finish they are split so it does have an effect on kind of where we end up going into that fifth round let's talk about round three first sir yeah Yuri comes out he lands some good lefts to the face really impactful Glover doesn't have much of a return he's looking for a takedown. He looks exhausted. Uh, he does get on top briefly in side control, uh, believe it or not, uh, as he did a lot in this fight. Uh, but Yiri scrambles up, starts landing big shots, huge body shots, elbows to the head, causes Glover to dive on a takedown and end up uh, on his back when he uh, when he can't get it, just flopping around. Yuri actually obliges him, stays on top with some solid good ground and pound, but then... Uh, he attacks an arm triangle, and Glover, very wise to it, uses it to get back on top in a scramble. Up until this point, it was looking like heading into 10-8 territory. Um, but then Glover lands some heavy ground and pound to earn himself the 9 for me. So 10-9 Prohaska. I also had it 10-9 Prohaska watching live. I watched it again today, and I think I'm going to stick with my original score, but I feel a lot more confident that this really could and even should be a 10-8 round because yeah you know I think it really comes down to what we've been told from official before like did did he earn the the nine you know to share being the losing fighter in this round we're only talking about 10-8 split so we're saying who you know to what degree 
if that's what it is, sometimes we're saying, okay, did Teixeira earn his nine to avoid the eight? In a sense, yeah, he did, right? I that's what you're did. saying. Yeah. And that was my justification, more or less, too, when I'm watching it live. I, I'm saying, you know, I think he probably earned his nine back because he did put some decent damage on. But at the same time, you have the ability to give a 10-8 score without having to dominate the entire round, right? Yeah. So that's the other side of this coin. And, it, you know, I, I really considered that a lot more when I was watching this the second time. It kind of came into my head as I'm watching. I'm like, you know what? This is most definitely a, and it's a phrase I like to use lately, it's a different round. It, it is different than the other ones. This is the round where it was a lot more one-way traffic. Oh, yeah. A whole lot more. Glover is getting beat up visibly uh, on the feet, standing. I don't know how he ate those body shots. I, I mean, it's, it's not just the standing shots. It's those, it's those body shots that uh, Dan Tom... Our, our friend Dan yeah. Tom likes to uh, loves the body work. He he, he is the uh, the body work evangelist. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Dan if he's listening. Um, but you know, th- I think the totality of it, even with what Teixeira is is giving back, especially late in the round. Before that, there's not a whole lot, right? It's just kind of in that last what forty five ish seconds, yeah. even. What? Yeah, basically, he was kind of gifted that per that uh, position. Anyway, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Um, cause there, you know, there's the choke attempt too, right? And it, I mean, it doesn't really work, but, um, when Yuri kind of jumps for that too. Yeah. So it's not just the, the strikes and the strikes are doing a lot too, but there's just that, there's that extra there too, even man, Clemens Werner's our, our 10, eight score here, right? I really want this to be a 10, eight round. I want this to be a round that is a 10, eight. And I think the scoring justifies it. I think Clemens Werner is absolutely justified to give a 10, eight here. I'm okay with it. But again, I, I will stick with my original instinct, my gut instinct to, to say a nine here, because I think, it, again, it, there's there's totally a philosophy that can justify that. Maybe there's room to clarify stuff like this a little bit further in the criteria, mm. you know, because I'm always looking for little ways that I don't think you need to overhaul the judging criteria entirely. I mean, there's ways I would change it more, to more macro than micro, but I think you can get more micro changes into uh, improve things like this so maybe it's a lot more clear how a judge is meant to score this round eight or a nine rather than giving the the freedom to do it there there might be a little more written doctrine that says like hey around like this can go there i i know it's hard i know it's hard to codify with the words but i feel like there's ways to do it yeah that there should be round four though the other round from this fight this is about who won the round and what a wild round. This was a wild round. I think it's a pretty it, it's a pretty close round. I, I want to put it out there. Live, I scored this one for Prohaska. On rewatch, I like Teixeira more. Uh, early, he lands a couple good punches on Yuri. Yuri turns fire with, with two good front body kicks. They're, they're pretty good. Uh, Glover's throwing head kicks where a round ago he looked half dead. I'm like, where did he find this energy? It, it was kind of uh, amazing. Then Glover. It's lands. amazing how either of them found yeah, energy at various true. points of this fight. <laughs> they this both is, looked uh, dead in the water with like two and a half rounds to go. <laughs> I, f- I feel Yuri was more tired this round, though. This is where it really started showing. Well, he was tired Somehow. from beating him up in round yeah. three. Uh, Glover lands a nice left that slightly wobbles him, probably more of an off balance of Yuri, and works it into a big takedown from where he eventually mounts, lands big ground and pound, good elbows and punches. Then he attacks an arm triangle. Doesn't fully commit because you can tell it's not fully in. No, it's not. Let's it go, lands a few more shop uh, a few more shots, and then he pounces on a really tight arm triangle. And he, he goes to the other side. He knows he's got it, it locked in pretty good. For at least like fifteen seconds, I'd say 
Prohaska's fighting this. The one thing I'll say for Prohaska is, is Yuri or, or Glover is not quite able to keep him as flat as I think he would like to have, right? Yeah. Yuri's, Yuri's kind of gets up a, a little bit to his side, and I think that's really what saved him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is where I thought Prohaska may have originally taken the round back after he escapes here mm-hmm. because he gets on top and he starts landing some pretty solid ground and pound. But Glover works his way back up, finds himself on Yuri's back again. Uh, doesn't do mu- much from there. And, and another scramble, Yuri lands back on top of him and lands a little bit of ground and pound. It, it was a super wild round, but on rewatch, I, I think to share is the right call here. I think so, too. I was when we watched this after the round, you said your score. And mm-hmm. I, I was actually quite surprised mm. that you went that way. Not that I thought it was a bad score, you know, but. I, I did think that Teixeira was the better score here just because, again, I think he did have better offense on the whole, you know, with the choke attempt, with, with some of the strikes he's landing, too. I think the choke attempt makes the difference, but yeah. it's, it is very, it's 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 close. It is close. I This was definitely around, like so I said before, I think there were some rounds where I felt more vindicated by my score on second watch. This mm-hmm. one I actually thought got closer on second watch okay. in a sense. I, I, I can totally even more see why Judge Bell, who was the out judge here, saw this one for Prohaska. But I do think I still feel pretty good about Teixeira being the rightful winner of this round, even though, again, mm-hmm. I think you can justify in the criteria either way. Yeah. Right? Uh, judges uh, Cartledge and Werner, they were the ones who saw this for Teixeira, just like you and I did. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I ended up having the same scorecard through four rounds as, as Ben Cartledge. Uh, you do now, but initially you had the same one as uh, Judge Bell. Yeah, I was even going into the fifth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. live. But again, it, it really didn't matter because, I mean, we all watched that round. I think any judge would oh, probably yeah. tell you that with 40 seconds to go with, or you know, 60 seconds to go, what have you, that's a Teixeira round. Mm-hmm. And let's say, you know, Glover Teixeira is able to ride out this chokes for some reason for 30 seconds. It's not quite as locked in, right? I don't even know if that changes it. It's it's hard to say because a lot of things can happen. But no, yeah, you should be good there. Yeah, I feel like he did a lot in he that round. Him, he hit him with heavy, heavy shots. Yeah, had him hurt bad. Yeah, it's like uh, that would have been a sh- what a what round. a what a display of guts by Ooh. both these men. Like you always hear, and I said this last night when we were watching the fights too. It was like, oh, you know, once they start talking about toughness, you know that yeah. that fighter just <laughs> is not having a good night. But I think both of these men. Win and in in victory and in defeat, I think they both showed toughness in MMA that we ought to uh, appreciate and, and admire that these two mm-hmm. men can can withstand and give back and continue on and fight mm-hmm. on. Uh, and Teixeira, I mean, you know, between rounds, what were they saying? He was he was like, yeah, let's do this. I'm going to win this. You know, he was yeah. very confident. Even as he, this was after the the potential ten eight round. I believe. I think it was between okay. rounds three and four that he said this. It, this is a, a supremely competent man, confident man who's been through the fires before, but I think this was the, the hottest of fires he's ever walked through. He didn't quite make it out of, but I mean, I think he, he proved a lot to a lot of people. This is, uh, he's got a title fight. Now he's got an all-time great fight. His legacy, I think, only goes up, even in defeat. Yeah, this was fantastic. I don't, I don't know any, any more else words to say. You want to watch them again right away, or you think it should be uh, somewhere else? I would let them watch it again. Yeah, I think I think they match up so well that they just these two can just go kill each other for another t- five rounds. Like, <laughs> I prefer they don't die. I feel, I we, feel we had a boxer die recently, sir. Let's let's no, be mindful that, of the right, death death words. I just think Yuri's so wild and and so uh, not anti defense, but mm. 
doesn't really care too much about the defense. He's less interested in yeah. self-preservation. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the <laughs> journalist there. Uh, and I think Glover gets hit enough, and he's tough enough that they just they just mesh. Yeah, and the other thing too, you got to figure like if you don't make an immediate rematch. I don't know much longer Glover Teixeira really wants to stick around. Mm-hmm. Like he was talking before the fight about, you know, dream scenario would be he defends here, then he fights uh, Jan Blahovic again at Madison Square Garden later this year, and then he walks off into the sunset. He wasn't saying this is definitely what he was going to do or that this was definitely his last year. It sounds like it was still very much up in the air, and he's going to let things kind of come as they go. And I think he feels pretty energized by this fight, but realistically, he's going to be 43 probably the next time he fights, so... How many more times, how many more chances are we going to get to make this rematch of a, of a really fantastic fight? So I do hope. I hope they bring that fight to Madison Square Garden anyway. I hope they do a rematch. They bring it here. I get to cover it. I get to be there, hopefully. That would, that would be wonderful. I get to spend $400 on a ticket. There you go. so awesome. You'd go for this one. I would go just, yeah, for that. This is, this is if you get that fight, you would go. Yeah. You'd pay $400. you would say shut up and take my money. Yeah, I'd have to go. You would. Um, yeah, that's it for the title fights, though. Now we move into the second phase of contested rounds, uh, which, again, Dan has labeled the Anthony Dimitriou edition. Man, what else would you label it? I, it's, it's, it's a fair label, you know? Uh, you know, unfortunately, when you have a judge who, you know, and, and that's not even to say necessarily that we'll get into the details of how we feel about those rounds, but if you've got four round scores on the prelims outside of these title fights from the same judge being the one who disagrees... Yeah, all right. I think we'll probably, you know, have to call it kind of this little, you know, this little subsection, right? Yeah. So we're going to get into, I think, the one that most people felt most surprised by. We'll, 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 go, we'll yeah. go there, right? And that was uh, Josh Kulabaum, who got the victory over Sungwoo Choi. And no one's disagreeing necessarily that, that you know, the right guy or the wrong guy won, right? Everyone feels... It pretty much ended up the right man had his hand raised mm-hmm. here. 29-28's all around. Round one is our split round, decider of the fight. What happens here? Oh, really slow start. Not much of anything going on. Yeah, when I was watching live, I was looking at my menu because I was bored. <laughs> so I, I was mean, trying to figure out if I wanted that ice cream uh, cake or not. Yeah, so it was it was pretty even throughout the first couple minutes. No real significant action. Uh, Choi's probably slightly ahead, then, and then Kubal blasts him. Blast Choi. Has him hurt pretty badly and then hurts him again. Stoppage. I, if they stopped it, I don't think anyone would have complained that, that it was a, a bad stoppage. Uh, Choi, to his credit, recovers. Lands a huge elbow and has cool about hurt. Lands another punch but gets stuck in a clinch in the round ends. I, I think it's it's pretty easy cool about here. 10-9. I, I think it's a very easy cool about round. Um, Anthony Mitrio did not see it that way. He saw it for Choi. And so, again, I when, when, this round, when this fight got off to a pretty boring start, I was, yeah, I was checking it out because I'm like, all right, I'm getting some food. I'm starting to get hungry, right? That's why when we, you know, I checked in when the action started heating up, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why when we were kind of talking about this on social media initially, I wasn't really ready to commit to any sort of deeper uh, feeling about this round because I don't think it's fair to to get very heavily invested in your opinion if you're not watching the full five minutes of the round, right? Mm-hmm. I watched it back again. And yeah, basically nothing happened in those t- the time I wasn't watching. So I, I legitimately didn't really miss anything impactful. But during those final, let's say, two minutes or so, it's it's not one-way traffic. Choi is in the fight, but he is not winning this round. He is hurt. Yeah. He's legit hurt. Immediate impact is what we're looking for when we're scoring these rounds. It, it's over the cumulative effects of the punches being landed. It's, it's the immediate impact. 
impact. That's what we want. And we absolutely, definitively have that from Kulib out here. No we, question. Yeah, we do have it. And then we... We also get it from Choi, but not to the degree that Coolabout had had Choi hurt. Yeah, that's the, you know again, kind of want to rate these punches. You know, I would say at the best, Coolabout's landing. I don't know. Let's let's call it let's call it a a, a you know, five or a six. And I think we have Coolabout is landing somewhere in the eight nine range. At one yeah, point, he I, really I, drops him. I mean, he I, he drops him pretty darn good to his knees. I guess stoppage would have been not. Uh really looked at as a, an early stoppage ah, i i do i actually think it would have been an early uh, stoppage but <laughs> i don't know he was but, hurt no i mean he wasn't in a good way that's for sure but I mean, everyone would have been like come on you can't let them go farther you know that i guess <laughs> but nonetheless the fight did continue uh they persisted but yeah i i just don't i don't see how you can justify this i i, I would love to hear what anthony dimitri had to say about this round when they t- i presume they talked about it later because this is a very hard round to justify. This goes beyond kind of, oh, I missed one, you know, one shot or something like that, right? The ref was mm-hmm. in the way. Da, da, da. When there's enough going on in this round that I think it, it's very easy to give it to Kulibau no matter what. So yeah, this is a bad score. It really is a bad score. This is and we don't about. say that often. We don't. No, I've said it twice tonight. So. Yeah, yeah. I think this. I think this is a way worse score than. Um, you know, let's let's say the 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 Santos round two because I think when I was watching uh, Shevchenko Santos round two, I thought it was closer. I still had it that way for Shevchenko, but I only felt even stronger the second day. I didn't know when we saw those live odds pop on the screen. You saw me dart to my phone. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I was, knew that I was, was the right thing to do. I was pretty confident that that Valentina won that round. Sure, and only two and only two of them gave it. So I guess, but I I think this is even tougher. I just, I really do. Oh, I think this was, have, yeah. This, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm, okay, I'm saying, we're, yeah. We're just comparing them. Yeah, these two rounds, yeah. yeah. This is this is the worst round that we've tried to talk about, I think, in a while on this show, as far as UFC rounds. Yeah, this is this wasn't a good score. It's pretty egregious. Um, judges Evan Field and Howard Hughes, they scored this one for Kulibau. So, ultimately, the fight still goes to Kulibau. He wins. Uh, it was good to see. Uh, from what I from what I understand, Evan Field, by the way, is, is, is a good judge based in australia he he has he has respect in the officiating community mm-hmm. um and howard hughes he's he's a, i believe he's actually an english judge okay yeah he's not he's not aussie um honestly if, just from talking to to officials a little bit it sounds like it really comes down to australia because we've had issues with aussie judging before for many years honestly it really comes down to they just don't get enough work yeah i can see that and and that's that's really what it comes down to so i think you got to hope that they can develop their officials more. I don't know if they can get more work or if it maybe maybe involves something kind of that we've seen in the United States with the CSAC, uh, where they'll have judges get together and talk about rounds more. Or in England, they've started to do that as well. Um, and they were also part of you know what CSAC did as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to see more Aussie judges getting involved in some of these these meetings, especially the ones... Yeah. In with CSAC, I mean, I'm sure they'd be welcome to come. Andy Foster seems welcome to have Anybody. any official, any media member. You know, pretty much if if you're coming in good faith, he, he seems w- happy to have you. You know, and I would yeah. like to, I would hope that more the MMA betting community would not be coming in good faith. No, at all. <laughs> if you're a better and you're listening to our show, <laughs> hey, welcome. Hope you hope you stay. I think you could probably learn some things that could probably earn your uh, or way to more money. You'll you'll probably enhance your winnings. But yeah, you, you're very passionate about 
your your wins and your losses. So I don't <laughs> think you'd be very welcome at one of these meetings. <laughs> you just don't. Uh, let's move on, though. We've got three more uh, Anthony Dimitri rounds to get to, uh, starting with Kyung Ho Kong, who got a win over Dana Bakari. 29-28s all around. Seemed pretty similar or pretty, pretty seemed straight pretty straightforward right we, we figured mm-hmm. out yeah it was just it was gonna be round one uh for Bakary, round two for uh and then yeah. three for kong we weren't any of the wiser and then the scorecard comes out and we actually have two rounds <laughs> where dimitri is the out judge and look these things happen they do and and they can be totally justified when they do so that in and of itself isn't necessarily a red flag and this actually happened before the Kulabau fight, so we weren't already thinking about this man as much. I mean, we're a little bit, but also mm-hmm. not that bad. So let's get into round one first to talk about the scoring here. Yeah, a good start from Kang, uh, Kong. Sorry, and uh, I think he's probably ahead most of the round. He swelled up the eye of Bakary with with his jab. Good jab, solid jab. Uh, and Bakary's calf is starting to turn purple because uh, Kong has landed a bunch of calf kicks. Uh, Bakary keeps pace with the kicks, maybe not as effective there, but Bakary is was landing the heavier head strikes, and in the final minute, he lands a big uppercut, then lands another big punch that has Kang retreating. Bakary lands a couple shots against the cage before the round ends. It was close, but I think Bakary wins it in that final minute. I don't hate a Kang score, but I do think Bakary is the better score. Yeah, I think you summed it up right. I, I don't think this is a bad score at all from, from uh, Judge Dimitri to go the other way, but yeah. Bakary felt like the right call in the moment. When I watched it again, it felt like the right call. Um, but you can justify it. And yeah. that's really it comes down to justification. Can you justify it based on the criteria? And yeah. I think I think you can. Absolutely. Um I should say too, Dan, because I noticed this on the broadcast, they have been listing because they they'll list like the family name, the, the name you okay. would call them, right? So mm-hmm. like Urban or or Fontana. Yeah. They did list list Dana. Instead of Bakary. So even though we wrote Bakary yeah. on our little outline, and I have been doing this this too, I'm just as guilty. I think we're supposed to say Dana, Dana. Okay. as his last, no, not his last name, but as his family name, right? I, I suppose. I, I remember DC talking to uh, to Anik about this during this fight. And Anik, Anik was trying to make uh, trying to... Cormier Daniel happen, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And should, I still don't know that. what was the cr- He's now called CD. CD. He's CD. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would ruin the whole branding, so we'll stick with it. I love CD. <laughs> yeah, I've still got some CDs. <laughs> All right, <laughs> round two. What's happening round two? Khan continued to attack the chewed-up calf of Bakri in this round. He stumbled him early with a stiff jab, and really his jab and calf kick won him this round. These are strong. They're effective. Bakri does have some spurts of good offense, some good combos and leg kicks. It wasn't really a blowout by any stretch, but I think it, it falls into the close but clear category round for Kong. So 10-9 Kong. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, I We're getting into a little more of like a, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Anthony. I don't know about this round. Uh, but it's it's less egregious, I guess, I guess you could say. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, it's just Bakary's offense is just kind of so so spread out. Yeah. And and Kong is pretty much throughout the entire round landing solidly. And they even, Mike Bisping makes a point to, that, you know, these strikes are hard. Just because they're a jab doesn't mean it's not. Oh, absolutely. Immediately. In so. MMA, especially. But, but I mean, same principle can apply in boxing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't love it. I don't love this round going to Dana insta- instead of uh, Kong here. I think Judges Cartledge uh, and Hughes, I think they got this one, let's say, not correct, but I think they got uh, 
the more representative scores of those rounds. Mm. So, you know, right, right man won. And like I said, they, all these scores are, you know, they match everything. At the end, it's unanimous 29-28. Just imagine some of the fights that we had over the years where all we knew was the final score and we didn't know the round breakdown. How many times maybe we ended up having uh, some interesting scorecards yeah. that we just didn't know none the wiser, <laughs> right? And I don't think, like, you know, because, you, you know, there's one, there's always wonder that people, like, conspiracy theorists will have, right? Did they try to score it to make up for what they did earlier? I don't think, yeah, I don't well, think they would really do that. that if, I mean, if they Andy don't Foster know, if they don't know where they stand, though, but if they don't know where if they, they stand. If they don't know where they stand, how can you do that? How could you do that? Right. Absolutely. Like, you're just, unless you have some sort of buyer's remorse or something like that, and you luck into a split round that I think you, maybe you can go the mm-hmm. other way. But this is, we're going down a conspiracy theory hole that I don't really like to go down. I, I just don't I don't believe in what I'm saying here. I'm just kind of floating the the yeah. the idea there. I don't believe in this uh, happening, especially at this level, I think. Although, you know, I'm thinking more about, you know, judges like Cartledge or, or even Hughes as opposed to Demetrius. Cause again, hmm. I, I have a lower opinion of Aussie judging. I think it has a ways to go. Okay. I think it's still better than Texas. <laughs> eh, we'll talk about them later. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> ah. And then one more round, one more fight, sir. And this is the curtain jerker. I didn't actually watch this fight live because I was out for my birthday dinner with my family. There you go. Had some cheese tortellini Alfredo. Delicious. I love me some Alfredo sauce. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) All right. But yeah, so it was uh, Joseline Edwards moving up to featherweight to face Ramona Pasquale. She got unanimous nod, 30-27 and 229-28s. So round one is the only round we're talking about here and, and had no effect on the winner ultimately. But yeah, what what happens here? It was a pretty good round for Edwards most of the way. She's not landing anything too immediately impactful. She just seems to be throwing a lot of front kicks to the leg and stomach. Uh, but not com- big at all. Not more, at all. Yeah, more cumulative than anything might pay off over time. Uh, and I do think she was winning the round for a while. Uh, but Pasquale landed some strikes of her own until she lands that big body kick and a strong knee to the body that doubles over Edwards, follows up with some punches, then lands a solid uh, leg kick, uh, head kick, uh, a total round-changing sequence. I think this is a pretty easy call to go Ramona Pasquale. Yeah, I feel pretty good about that, too. I think it got... It wasn't quite easy. Like It, it, was, like, it was like a subtle taking over the, of the round, right? I mean, I thought the whole round changed. I mean, she's doubled over. She's hurt. But I, mean, I, yeah, I think, I think it was because, trouble. again, you're talking about in the early part of the round, it's all Edwards, even though it's not yeah. that much. What I'm saying is how much she was able to then take back the round from what Edwards did. I thought it was a little more gradual, in at least in my mind, as I'm scoring it in my head, her actually doing enough to overtake what had happened earlier. But I think she got there, and I think she got there pretty solidly. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of think it was kind of just a just such a switch. Okay, I mean, I I guess we agree to disagree, but we end up at the same place, yeah. right? Um, it's a harder round, I think, to justify scoring it for Edwards than either of the rounds from you know Kong and and Dana, right? Yeah, not quite at the level of of uh, giving round one to Troy and thus the fight. That would have been a travesty, by the way. Mm. If another judge, but yeah, you know, that's why we have three judges. We don't need five. We already got. We already got the winner with the two judges. Wouldn't have been a tragedy for everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, there's one guy and his friends and family who have and, really and been me, happy about I mean, it. He that's was Troy. He, he was, oh, he was the only failed leg of my parlay. That's right. So. Yeah, don't trust betters and their scores. <laughs> says the guy who's betting and scoring. You, Listen, you, I scored it the other way. You do a good job of separating. Like, you do. No, I will say that you you do a good job of compartmentalizing, separating, accepting 
okay, it lost, you know? Yeah, it lost. And that's ultimately, that's what it comes down to. I feel like a lot of betters, and I don't bet, but uh, I feel like a lot of betters just don't like that they lost, and it's like a hard luck loss. They're like, what the heck, man? Yeah. Bad beat. Yeah, then they, you know? they, they can't get over it, so. Yeah. Oh, it's also I'm 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 not betting with uh with my wife's savings. It's just a little little chump change. Just a couple hundred thousand dollars a week. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you should see the house that Dan lives in. <laughs> it's actually made of money. It's weird. People just run up and take it and he's like, Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I I stole some inspiration from uh from DuckTales. <laughs> and I have a pool of gold coins. And even with all of that in mind, we still just do this show in like a little like <laughs> So it's it's a bigger than a closet, but smaller than like a nice room, uh, surrounded by all of Dan's uh, clothes, which actually work as a good audio dampening yeah system. So, so let's just pretend this was all by design. It's by design. <laughs> that is it, though, for the Anthony Dimitriou edition of the uh, the contested rounds. So we have one round that we think is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. One round that's. Yeah, it might be better to go the other way. Mm. Another round that's, yeah, kind of looks like it should go that way. And then another round that's like, what the heck, man? Yeah. Not great. Not great from Anthony Dimitri. I would definitely be concerned the next time I see that name on a UFC event when they return to that region of the world. On the whole, they, they turned in 23 rounds. 15 were unanimous. One of the uh, eight rounds was a 10-8 that we went over. Mm-hmm. Four rounds belonged to Anthony Dimitriou, so... And it's unfortunate too, because I think if you if you bring in let's let's say a, a more experienced judge, let's say they were able to bring in more than just Mike Bell from the United States, or more than uh, just judges uh, David Leatherby and uh, and and Ben Cartledge and, and Howard Hughes from I'm, I was saying from England, but oh. yeah, Clemens Werner as well from from mainland Europe. You know, I think we've had a lot of judges who have done really great work from Europe come out of there. Uh, Anders Olsen comes to mind, who also referees. You know, I, I think there we would ideally get a couple more judges from there. But you know, you hope that it's developing other judges. There were there were a few that really we didn't hear any have any need to talk about, like Garth Harriman mm-hmm. uh, worked that one as well. I believe he's an Aussie judge as well. Um, he didn't come up, so yeah, I I would like to think that that part of the world can develop its officials, but I I wonder if it's just that there needs to be more communication with kind of the other parts of the world or, you know, trying to get more involved again with some of the entities that are really trying to improve the state of judging, like CSAC, like like what they're doing in England as well. You know, Mark Goddard, hopefully, you know, Mark Goddard was over there, he was refereeing, hopefully, you know, they can work together mm-hmm. and, and make this sport better for everybody even when they go to different parts of the world, right? Mm-hmm. It's all we want. We just want everyone to get it right. Can't get it right all the time. But we can we can try. We can certainly strive for it. Yes, and uh, finishes wise, though, of course, we had some fantastic fights, some oh, fantastic yeah. finishes. Uh, six in total. Five were uh, TKO or KO. One was the sub. We already know that one. Uh, and uh, three ended in the first round. Which of those six was your favorite? Jake Matthews finishing uh, Andre Fialo with punches. He just looks so good. He looked it, excellent. It was... I mean, that's accumulation of uh, that's like the culmination, I should say, of Matthew's amazing performance. Think, yeah, right. Just it, it ended the way it should have from for how good he looked and for what he was doing all around. Like it was just like boom, boom, boom with these these shots. It was like, thunderous. Man. Yeah. What about you? Uh, Zhang Wei Li, the way she retired Joanna Young Jacek with a spinning forearm. That was a thing of beauty. Um, it didn't land the way she wanted. It didn't matter. It produced an even better oh. result, possibly. 
you know, and uh, and and that is unfortunately for Joanna, that is the last sight that we will have of her as a competitor, assuming she actually stays retired and doesn't do hashtag MMA retirements. <laughs> so another shout out to Shawnee Sheehan. Um, what do you think about real quick before we kind of move on to looking ahead? What do you think is Joanna's biggest contribution to this sport during her career? Because I think she, there's she's a pioneer in a lot of ways. Yeah, I guess for the for the lower women's weights, I would suppose the lighter weights. Yeah, yeah. The, the lighter women's weights. She was. I mean, she was basically the next. I guess you say Rousey. I don't know. Rousey was pretty dominant. She wasn't until, really the same thing until it. Not really the same thing, but for I'm saying for the lesser weights, like she, I guess she put she put a uh, put a spotlight there. Like she was kind of must see for a she while. She was like a face. She, yeah. she was like the actual real face there, yeah. right? And they needed that absolutely. You know, not that, and no disrespect to you know the original champion of that division, Carlos Barza, who now reigns over that division as well. I know you're not a fan of her. I understand, but I'm just saying I'm not trying to disrespect her. I have no reason to. Uh, we had somebody in Joanna that was charismatic. You either liked her or you didn't like her. There's a lot of people who have very strong opinions on her to this day, and I think that's a testament to what she was able to bring to the table and bring to that weight class and, and really put it on the map in a way that it really wasn't before. Mm-hmm. You know, And she did that without necessarily being this like, this force who was knocking people out or anything like that. A lot of her fights went to decision. A lot of them were clear decisions that she was winning. You know, she had a good stoppage of, of Carlos Barza, right? Um, but most of the wins were, were just, she was kind of outclassing everybody with volume, with kicks and all that stuff. And But it, it came down to the, the force of her personality, which really broke through, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think ultimately she left the sport in a better place because she was there. Yeah, I agree. Good on her. Looking ahead now. Put, moving on from Singapore, moving on from USC 275, we have PFL is back, which I had misplaced in my schedule until you put it on our outline, so I thank you for that. Um, They're in Georgia as they start the second leg of their regular season, PFL 4 as they call it, because they use the same numbers 1 through 10 every year. And <laughs> I don't know why they just call it PFL for like 2022 or something mm. like that. Uh, I don't know, whatever. But uh, yeah, we got light heavyweights. We got lightweights. Uh, it's Clay Collard against Alex Martinez at lightweight. Antonio Carlos Jr. is going against. What's his name? Sauto? Sauto. I, I, that's, that's it? No, there's another name. I forgot it. That's what we're supposed to call him, though? That's. I'll look it up. I must have just forgot about what his actual full name was. Oh. Oh. I didn't really think we'd spend much time there. Well, I mean, I'm going to name the guy. I guess. That's right. I think it's Bruno Salto, but let me double check. All right, you can double check that. But while we do, yeah. yeah. Um, Bruce Salto. Bruce Salto. Bruce Salto. Okay. Salto. Bruce Salto. At 205. And you also the, got House Mafio. The defending champion, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeremy Stevens is on this card. So. Yeah. If, you, if you're interested in Jeremy Stevens, he's there. Natan Schultz. Yup. I... I'm not super jazzed up by this card. Ultimately, the problem is because they had to postpone Anthony Pettis' original fight competing at lightweight. They postponed it. He wasn't quite ready, and they pushed it back. They accommodated that for him, and now he is not part of the lightweight, light heavyweight slate. He would have been absolutely, especially after his win in the the first leg, he would have been the big star, the main attraction, mm-hmm. the headliner. They don't really have that. Clay Collard is interesting. I, I I'm interested in him. I think he is a real threat to win this lightweight season. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I actually thought it was a pretty decent card. I was actually one I might tune into. I mean, I'm going to tune in anyway, but I'm not in love with it. All right. I like their because the way they're doing it. Obviously, they have 
you know, four, five, and six. Five is, I, I think, actually the least attractive for me. And then six, that's got the welterweights. The welterweight division that PFL has is is actually quite compelling, except for, well, we'll talk about it in a couple of weeks. I, I don't want to get too deep into it. Um, yeah, I, I think probably those two fights, Carlos Jr. and, and Clay Collard, those are the ones I'm most interested in. Okay. And then that's Friday. Saturday, UFC goes to Austin, Texas, which they haven't been to in many years. I think five years. They're ready to get weird. <laughs> As they say there, right? And what does that I mean? That was a Portland thing. No, I think Austin let's is is uh is about let's get weird or something, right? I thought that was Portland. I think Portland just is weird. They don't tell you they're weird. They just are. Um, I don't know. I've never I mean, been. To, I've never been to Portland. I've never been to Austin. I've been I to love Texas, the though. real world, and I want to say the real world Portland season that was a theme. Sir, I've watched real world in a long time. <laughs> I got nothing to say. But what I can say is that this being in Texas. We're getting Texas judges. Yeah. We alluded to that before. We don't love Texas judges. But, and this is a big but, in, in a good way, it's not Houston judges. That's... For the first time in a long time, they're going to Texas, and we're not getting the typical Texas judges, probably, because they typically don't travel out of that region when the UFC goes there. There are other judges in other parts of this massive state. So I don't think we'll have to see the likes of J.J. Ferraro or, you know, uh, Patrick Patlan. Yeah, I don't. What was the was was Robin Williams? Was that the other one who we were mad about? Or was that, oh no, Robert Alexander? Excuse me. Oh yeah, yeah. Robert yeah. Alexander was the latest persona non grata from Houston, so we won't have any of them. Presumably, we'll have a whole new group of judges to potentially get really mad about. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, it can't, I mean, it can't be worse than Houston, could it? Could it? Uh, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. The fights are are looking pretty good though. This is a nice card. Headline: Calvin Cater and uh, Josh Emmett at forty five. Yeah, that should be fun. I like it. It's gonna be a good fight. I mean, Cater—he's always bringing that high volume stuff, even when he loses to to Max Holloway in a beatdown. Yeah. He still brought the volume, and he brought brought it to Giga earlier yes, this he did. year. Yes, so. he did. That was a good fight. That was like the early. I mean, it was the first fight, so it was really. It was the of early, course. Yeah. It, I mean, it was the early front runner for fight of the year, but literally, it was the first main event of the year. So it, it was kind of, it was but it was kinda, a good fight. It was kind of dubbed as. They set the bar pretty high. They did. They did. So. I think it's been passed. But it. I think we should still remember how great a mm-hmm. fight that was. It, we had a good time with it. It's a good fight. Mm-hmm. Just won't. You know, won't stand the test of time as far as being a great fight, right? Um. Do you have a feeling about how this fight might go yet? I know you're even moving away from predictions too. Yeah, right? I'm not really. I, I'm just expecting a banger. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a worthy made event. We've also got, and this fight was postponed after I think Cerrone fell ill or something like that. Donald yeah. Cerrone against Joe Lozon. This is the co-main. I like that it's actually now it's a, almost a semi-more prominent spot instead of being the opener of a pay-per-view. It's it's like the co-main on a on an interesting fight yeah. night. I'm just happy that they got a crowd because I know Joe Lozon was pretty bummed about yeah the potential of having to have to do this fight in front of uh, the Apex. Sure, sure, and I'm sure Donald Cerrone probably prefers it that way too. Yeah. Um, and SF155. I like that one too. Kyle Dawkins, the as he calls himself, the Darth Knight. It's a great nickname. But I believe it was also used for Tony Ferguson, I think, is the issue. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. I don't care. I mean, there's t- how many pit bulls have we had? A so lot, I don't care. A lot of pit bulls. doesn't bother me. But people have pointed that out. Does Sarlovsky still go by pit bull? Yes. Okay. Yeah. What, I didn't, what, I didn't what know. He, what I was he going to change it to? I didn't know if he actually still had them say it when he gets announced. I think they do. Mm. But right. yeah, so Dawkins is going against Roman Delize. Decent fight, yeah. too. I like it. Mm-hmm. Is it going to end in a Darce choke? Probably. Maybe they both Darce choke each other at the same time. 
in some sort that of weird, be, impossible position. That would be something. <laughs> uh, Kevin Holland and Tim Means, they're going at it 170. Kevin Holland, it's it, a little bit of a surprising booking, I think, for him. I, I love Tim Means' fights. They're always good. But I am actually just a little surprised they didn't give Kevin Holland, uh, I guess, a, let's say a bigger name or uh, someone higher up in the, you know, the rankings, I guess. I mean, Tapology has them both 24 and 25. Well, okay. the weight worldwide, right. so I guess maybe. I have a high opinion of Tim Means. I, I just don't know where he sits in the rankings. So mm-hmm. hearing that, I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Sure. Right. Yeah, fine with me. You got Joaquin Buckley. There's a lot of names on this card. Adrian Yanez, who I interviewed for yeah. my, my Q&A that's coming out uh, in a few days as well. Julian Marquez, who one of the all-time fumbles. Oh, yeah. He, dropped, he definitely dropped the ball there. <laughs> He could have actually taken Miley out on a date, maybe. Probably, yeah, he could have. Yeah, it's never going to happen, though. Uh, Court McGee's on this card. Court McGee is still going and still showing that he is better than addiction. Good for him. Yeah. And uh, women-wise, I think uh, Jasmine Jasuda Vicious is uh, also on this card. That well, was uh, pretty high on off the contender series, and she just had a win over Kay Hansen, so... What's better, her win or your pronunciation of her name? I did it very good. It was all right. Jesuda Vicious. You got it. Yeah, that was better. I like that one. That was, that flowed. Yeah. I like it. Look at me. Yeah, look at you. <laughs> look at you with the beard and everything. It's going to be a good weekend of fights. Yes. But it can't top this one, really. I don't, uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, this I, is it a really, tough act to follow. It by default can't because we're already talking about great fights that mean something, too. I think it, mm-hmm. it's hard to top that unless you just – if some if all these men and women go out there and it's just like banger, 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 knockout, knockout, go-go plata. Yeah. Throw a go-go plot in there. Maybe we'll change my mind. All first round make us have zero contested rounds for the first time in a hundred and something shows. What would we do? Almost 200 shows. What would we do? We'll think of something. I, we'll just celebrate. What if we just did like a five-minute show? <laughs> Listen, we got nothing to talk about. Guys, See you I later. hope you had fun. Go eat a burger. See you later. <laughs> and that does it for this episode of the Couchside Judges. I hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back again with more... Uh, fights to break down on monday yeah that thing we usually do yeah go get your burger like i said if you're a vegetarian um have a a salad salad's good for you i don't like salad i don't mind it i had one yesterday Mm. i had a bunch of pizza today that's pretty good take care everybody have a good week thanks for listening